0: Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this
1: is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com.
0: This is episode 329, and we're talking about how to wash your clothes while traveling.
1: That's right. This is our, I don't know, triannual, annual <laughs> quad-annual episode <laughs> on washing your clothes while you're traveling. A little bit of practicality to help you get through the months without stinking like a hobo.
0: You know, I think this topic was why we started the Indie Travel Podcast. Because really? Because something like it. Because we realized that in all the guidebooks, you had information about traveling around Italy, about how to get from somewhere to somewhere, but there wasn't a lot of practical information like how to wash your clothes. And whenever I explain what our podcast is about, this is the topic that I use as an example. Yeah, it's been a while since we talked about it. We talked about it, I think it was definitely in one of our first 10 episodes, and then we revisited it back in 2010. So it's been six years since we last talked about how to wash your clothes while traveling. And I think it's worth talking about again.
1: Yeah, time to bring it back up. You know, when I think about the origins of the podcast, I remember our train trip from when we we're going up from Sicily up to Rome. And we ended up catching the last train on the last day of the university holidays. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, Italians love spending time with their family over the summer holidays, and they love getting on the last train back to university on the last night before it starts. Everyone was in a pretty good mood, a little bit of buzz going on, but that train was so unbelievably full that people weren't sitting and sleeping in the corridors, they were standing in the corridors absolutely full depending on what carriage you're in you might have a bit of space to you know slump against the wall and have a nap like in the first class carriage which is where we ended up (laughs) and so that was all good except that we had second class tickets and we didn't realize what had happened we had just seen like 500 people (laughs) on the platform try to get on the train so we're like we are getting on this train we are getting in and we are sitting down and so we powered on Found a, found a space and sat down. Didn't understand about ticket numbering or seat numbering or anything like that. And it all worked out in the end. We had to bribe the guard a little bit or someone else in our carriage bribed the guard a little bit because no one had first-class tickets. I think there was one poor guy <laughs> <laughs> that had actually paid full price. And yeah, that was mad. So when I think about the origin, you think about dirty laundry, and I think about spending 12 hours on this super-packed train, Mm -hmm. worried that we were going to get fined a couple of hundred euros and knowing that we didn't have a couple of hundred euros.
0: The main problem with that was that we'd bought our tickets earlier in the day, and he'd asked us if we wanted a reservation, and we didn't know what that meant, and what it meant was a seat reservation – Actually, it was Craig's first train trip ever, and so he didn't know, I didn't know, we had no idea. Yeah,
1: we didn't validate our tickets either because we didn't know we had to put them in a little machine. So it was just absolutely manic, and yeah, that's that's one of the, the tipping points I remember for going... You know what? We've never read anything about ticket reservations or validating tickets or anything like that. So how are people meant to know stuff like this?
0: Yeah, I'm sure it must be in the guidebooks. It must be. I don't know how we missed it, but somehow we did.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Anyway, before we get on to talking about the topic of this episode, which isn't actually about taking trains in Italy. Uh, let's talk We're about We've done that episode though.
1: <laughs> We have no. done that
0: episode, yeah. <laughs> we've done this episode as well, but that doesn't stop us from doing it a third time. Uh, let's talk about what we've been up to.
1: Sure. We're still here in Veraguas, in Panama, and still enjoying the cloud-covered rainforest and the coffee plantations and walking the crazy dogs and, yeah.
0: We've had some good breakthroughs with the crazy dogs, actually, because <laughs> Coco, the puppy... We had to um, get Victorio, the farm employee, to build a run for him because he was just running away all the time. And now when he runs away, he comes back. So it's really good. This morning I I fed him, and what I usually do is put his lead on him and take him into his run. But I I mistimed it, and he got away before I could do that. So I thought, oh, I'm going to go and brush my teeth and do some other things before I go and find him. And by the time I was finished, he was back. So it was wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's great. And yeah, we're leaving him off in the evening now as well after dinner and, you know, on the weekends when we're around a bit more instead of behind the computer and he'll, yeah, he'll be in and out. So Mm -hmm. that's quite nice to see him maturing instead of running away and crossing the river and going another K or two and ending up at someone else's property where we have to find him a day or two later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know,
1: it's it's easier when he comes back.
0: Definitely easier. Apart from that, we haven't really been doing much since we last spoke because, yeah, it hasn't been one of the weeks we went into Santiago that's next weekend. Although I have been learning how to make yogurt, which is very exciting. Surprisingly easy.
1: (laughs) Who knew? Well, having clean clothes on the road is really about planning more than anything. So, of course, it's always easier if you can just find a laundromat or have your hotel or hostel do it. Of course. But... In any case, you need to have a plan in place about how you're going to clean things. And for most people, and for many trips, that's just taking enough clothes so that you don't have to wash anything, right? Yeah. Weekend away, three pairs of undies, couple of Mm t-shirts, done.
0: And I think if you're traveling for less than a week, that's a very good plan. Take exactly what you need, don't think about washing, you're sorted. But when you're going to be traveling for more than a week, even if it's two weeks, you don't want to be taking so many clothes. We learned very early on in our travels that travelling carry-on size is definitely the way to go. If you have more than that, then it's inconvenient because you've got a big heavy bag that you've got to cart around, you've always got to find somewhere to put it, you have to pay extra fees for checking it onto the airplane, it's just annoying. So we figure having about one week's worth of clothes, maybe eight days, is the right number. And then you can plan to wash your clothes every week or so.
1: Yeah, you basically need the same amount of stuff for travelling for a couple of months as you do for travelling for a week. So packing light is of course as always tip number 1. We should call it the indie pack light podcast. <laughs> it does seem to come up over and over again. I remember way way back in the day, I don't know if it's still around, there was a website called the onebag.com mm-hmm. or something like that and it was all a it was like a micro site on exactly how to pack down to one bag. That was quite cool. Mm-hmm. I might go look that up again. But yeah, packing light, carry-on size bag, one week's worth of clothes. So If you're stylistically challenged like me, that's not a problem at all. But Linda's got this crazy theory about finding clothes and tones and things that match and can be swapped out? I she, she can talk about that.
0: Basically, you want to make sure that all your tops go with all your bottoms. You don't want to get to the bottom of your bag and find that you've got, I don't know, a bright orange shirt and purple trousers or something, unless that's your style. If that's your style, it's totally fine. But, you know, you want to make sure that all your tops go with all your bottoms and that anything you pull out can
1: go with each other. And then there's socks and undies. You know, you... This is something you don't want to skimp on washing. And they're light and they pack down easily. So make sure that you've got a reasonable supply of both of those essentials because you can rewear trousers. If they're a bit stinky, you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a T-shirt and you get to the end, you can, you know, pick your least smelly T-shirt and put it back on again for the day. But it's not so great to do that with undies.
0: Definitely not. And if your socks, if you've been walking in the rain or something and they get wet, there's nothing more miserable than wearing wet socks. So I'd recommend that you have too many pairs of socks and undies. I remember for a while I had like three pairs of undies and it was just really annoying because I had to wash them every single day, which is just no fun.
1: Yeah and you can make up for those extra Pairs of socks and undies in your bag With some lightweight stuff uh, I'm constantly annoying People that want to buy clothes for me They're Like oh that's a cool t-shirt And like a, a parent will go Oh I'm sick of seeing you wear the same Blimmin t-shirt in every Single photo of you So <laughs> let me buy it for you and I'll pick it up And I'll go "Ah, oh, no it's too heavy yeah. And that gets frustrating For them but you know if it doubles the weight of what you're carrying for clothes, is everything adds up. No, not interested.
0: Yeah, our friend Janine has a good system. She had about 10 or 12 really lightweight dresses, really light um, kind of thin fabric. She had to wear like a slip underneath it. But it meant that she always had something different to wear. Now, I'm not much of a dress person, so the system didn't work for me, but it was a brilliant system for her because, you know, these dresses you could just basically rinse them under the tap and they were clean, and they dried in about 20 minutes. So that was
1: really good. While we're on this topic, sometimes it's worth bringing things that are heavier, especially if they've got more than one wear in them. One of the eternal uh, conversations, I guess, I hear is, should you take a pair of jeans or not? Because jeans are heavy, heavy. They're hard to hand wash, they dry slowly, and so they're generally not great travel clothes. But on the other hand, they're like a universal uniform. Mm-hmm. They can be dressed up and dressed down to a reasonable extent. You can get away with them in like 90% of social situations, maybe even 99%. And they can be worn for days or even weeks without really needing a wash (laughs) months even um and so this is this is an eternal travel question right do you do you bring jeans which are heavy unwieldy take ages to dry are pretty horrible on that side of things but they're so multi-use and you know you can wear them hiking and wear them out to dinner they they last for quite a while without getting washed and that's kind of what the fabric's designed to do
0: Mm, I think it's worth taking jeans, although it's worth finding lighter weight ones. Don't take your heaviest ones. I would take them if you like wearing jeans, but just be aware that washing them might be a bit of a hassle.
1: Yeah, my trick is I'll buy a pair of jeans after I arrive somewhere, we're going to be for several months, and then you know I'll just wear them pretty much every day and just wear them out over mm-hmm. the course of you know three or four months in one sitting, yeah, and then I'll leave them behind again uh, when we head out on the road.
0: And conversely, another trick here is that if you're going to be traveling for a shorter period of time, say you're going for two weeks, and you've got some clothes that really just have one more or two more wares left in them. So they're something with maybe a small hole, or you know it's time to, to get rid of them. Pack them in your bag, wear them once, and then instead of washing them, just throw them away. That's quite a good trick as well.
1: Talking about things that dry slowly, towels. My goodness. Oh, yeah. Towels do not dry quickly. You do not want to be hanging them up. Off the side of your hotel shower curtain because they just won't dry. Mm-hmm. And that's where travel towels come in really handy. Okay, they're small. They're often more like a flannel size, although <laughs> you can get some large ones. But the real trick here is to get one that has some, uh, some anti smell in it. Some of them have like microbial treatments and things like that that stop them from smelling. Yeah, you also want something that's going to dry quickly. Because, you know, I don't know if you've thought of this, but if you've got either a bag or a suitcase and you're going to be jumping on a bus for half a day, say it's a hot bus, you're not somewhere here where the humidity is so high, it doesn't really matter. But you're, you know, you're going through Italy on a bus, you're going from Rome up to Venice, you're going to be on there for several hours, it's going to be hot. You put something wet in your bag, and you put your bag in the storage container of the bus and when you get off this thing's been percolating (laughs) all day and so you really want that to be dry before you pack it
0: definitely if it isn't dry i highly recommend a plastic bag without a doubt one other thing to consider when packing uh, definitely do layers rather than big heavy things we were talking about not taking big heavy items uh, personally, I have, well, I used to have, I don't really have them anymore because they died. I had three different merino wool jumpers, and they were those really thin ones. And that meant that I could layer them all, one on top of the other, it meant I had three different styles of jumper in the end, and I was always really warm. So that worked better than having one big, thick wool jumper.
1: Yeah, I take the opposite approach. I think my body regulates a bit differently, and so I've got a two-part jacket, a down inner like a puffer jacket kind of thing and then a big heavy waterproof rock proof take this mountaineering with you thing to put over the top and those two take up probably a good 20 percent of the main compartment of my bag they're big and bulky but when i need them i need them and they've always done the trick
0: Mm -hmm. one other trick for keeping your clothes clean while while traveling is nothing to do with really washing, but rather with shopping. So you could plan to do shopping while you're traveling. That means you can set off with fewer clothes, go shopping, and then wear those new clothes when you're traveling. That's quite a good way to go about things as well.
1: Definitely, especially if you've got plans to shop. Mm -hmm. Uh, I never have plans to shop. And so it's always something that, oh, this is about to run out, I'm going to replace it. Mm -hmm. I think that happens when you're doing long-term travel, not so much if you're on vacation.
0: Yeah, but if you enjoy shopping, then you might as well make it part of your clothes organization plan, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Cool. So I've talked about some of the planning and those kind of aspects. Let's actually talk about cleaning your clothes and doing laundry while traveling. So here's our favorite technique. Leverage your accommodation. Stay in places with free washing machines. This is by far the easiest, most comfortable and simplest way to do laundry on the road.
0: Yeah. When we first started traveling, we were all about hand washing. We were trying to save money. We were staying in hostels. We didn't really want to pay for laundromats, etc. So we spent a lot of time washing our clothes by hand, but that's changed. Yes, we do still do sometimes wash our clothes by hand. And we'll talk about that a bit more later in the episode, but really what we do these days is we find places that we can wash our clothes where we're staying.
1: That's right. I think that the marketplace has changed since when we first started traveling. Airbnbs around, you can get an apartment for the cost of a hotel room. You can utilize house sitting much more easily than you could back in the day. Uh, And then there's things like couch surfing. There's whole social networks around staying with people. And so it's really cool to be able to leverage these new modern networks of accommodations in order to be able to find somewhere that's going to fit in with your travel plans. And at some point, your travel plans are going to have to include putting clothes in the washing machine for an hour and then hanging them out.
0: Yeah, so this goes back to our original point of planning. Make sure to plan your accommodation partly according to when you need to wash your clothes. I remember when we were traveling around Germany uh, a few years ago, we were doing a trip where we stayed three or four nights in a hotel and then two or three nights with couch surfers. And it was brilliant. We spent one week in the city. Yeah, I think we started with couch surfing. hmm So we'd arrive in the city, we'd couch surf for a few days, and then we'd move on and stay in a hotel. And it was a really fun trip. But part of what made it really great was that we always knew we could wash our clothes because the couch surfing hosts were always happy to let us use their washing machine. And because we were there for a couple of days, we could just hang it out to dry, and we knew we had enough time for it to dry.
1: You know, it's a win-win for couch surfing and Airbnb hosts as well, because their guests aren't quite so smelly. (laughs) Of course, many hostels and many hotels have washing facilities as well. Let me tell you, hostels, cheaper than hotels. Paying a couple of bucks for a hostel where you can just load up a washing machine is perfect.
0: Once again, it's worth looking into a little bit before you book your hotel or hostel, just to make sure that there are washing machine facilities available and what they cost. If that information isn't available on the hostel's website or on the booking information page, then maybe just send them an email to ask about how it works and what the system is.
1: One place we've had lots of adventures with washing our clothes is Italy. It's one of our favorite countries. I'll never forget wandering around Udine trying to find a laundromat and wandering and wandering and wandering in the days before Google Maps. (laughs) So much fun. No, no, it wasn't.
0: Well, let's remember it as fun and then, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're heading to Italy and you want some help with planning your itinerary, this week's sponsor can help you.
1: That's right. This episode is brought to you by Select Italy, Select Italy designs custom itineraries and books a whole range of products and services, including tours, romantic wedding and honeymoon trips, along with ticketing services for museums and events in Italy. You can visit selectitaly.com to learn more.
0: Okay, so we've just been talking about leveraging your accommodation, staying with maybe with friends, couch surfing, Airbnb, house sitting, all of these places where ordinary people live and they have washing machines, right, usually? I remember one time, remember we were in Sweden and we asked our couch surfing hosts if we could wash some clothes and they said, yes, actually, we need to wash some clothes as well. It's been, it's been a month. And we said, what? It's been a month. How do you even have enough clothes for it to be a month? And uh, the girl actually had one washing basket just full of undies. She had like 30 pairs of undies. She said, well, you know, I, I have enough undies. I don't need to do them so often. In this particular apartment block, you had to go downstairs and there was a big laundry area and you had to kind of fill in your name to book out a, a time to to wash your clothes. And so we went downstairs, we booked out a time for the next day, and then the next day we piled up piles and piles of clothes. You know, Craig and I had this one small bag, which was everything we owned, and they had about six or seven. So we, we trekked down to the laundry and, and washed our clothes, and it took a couple of hours, and it was really fun. It was one of these things that we're not going to forget.
1: No, even though washing would seem like it's something that you know, one should forget there can be little adventures in the small things. Mm-hmm. Just like internet cafes, you can still find pay-as-you-go laundromats dotted around the cities, often in strange places. And this is what, of course, you'll have to use if you can't get hold of uh, a nice friend or couch-surfing <laughs> host or to you help, you, uh, help you do laundry.
0: Or even if you can, I remember when we were staying in San Marino with some couch surfers and they didn't have a washing machine. So when we asked, oh, look, can we do some washing? They said, yeah, we need to do some washing too. But we had to go for a trip to the laundromat to do it. So, you know, you might find yourself using a laundromat even if you think that you're sorted.
1: Yeah. Little adventures every day. So laundromats can be expensive, uh, especially if they're aimed at tourists. So make sure to ask the price before you hand over your clothes. Pricing it can be per wash or can be by weight. So it's quite often to pay so many dollars per kilo.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember when we were in Cartagena recently, we found one place and it was like a laundromat and internet cafe. And it was really nice. And bar. And bar, yeah, it was yeah, a lovely place. It
1: had five stars on Google Maps. So yeah. It was definitely highly recommended.
0: But unfortunately they charged per load. And we really only had about half of the load's worth because we didn't really need to do that much washing. we don't have that many clothes. So... They were going to charge us really quite a lot. I think it was about $10. We thought, oh, we don't really want to pay that. So we wandered around a bit more and found another one that charged per weight and paid about a third of the price.
1: Yeah, we didn't get uh, the chance to buy a beer and hang out with friendly owners, though. I think these guys in Cartagena really had the thing of turn your everyday business into a real experience mm-hmm. for people going on. Yeah. But it wasn't how we wanted to spend our time. (laughs) So we dropped our clothes off and went and wandered around the city for a couple of hours and came back to find everything washed and dried and folded.
0: Yeah. Depending on the laundromat, you might have to do it yourself or you might just have to hand it over and, and wait. And we found that in Mexico and Colombia and a lot of places around there, it's more common that you hand it over and they do all the work for you. Come back to find it folded, dried. Everything is lovely. In other places, um, in Spain and also all around Australia and New Zealand, you're more likely to have to sit in and do it yourself.
1: When we are in Mexico, we had this kind of semi ingenious system of dropping something off in the morning, going and seeing some pyramids, some Mayan ruins, hanging out, coming back, getting some dinner, dropping in, and quite often the clothes were done at that point. Mm-hmm. So it was a good way just to tag it on to the beginning and end of the day and to make sure that we had that second morning in the same city just in case we missed them.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, laundromats can be a great way to wash your clothes and can create little adventure in trying to find out where they are and how they work. Another option is hotel laundry services. Now be aware that these can be ridiculously expensive. Uh, We've seen lists where they charge like $2 per sock or per per pair of socks. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't really want to pay for that. So use them only for emergencies and maybe only for big items.
1: Yeah, I had a really good use for it when I was in Sri Lanka. Uh, was that two years ago now? A year and a half oh, my at least. goodness. That just feels like yesterday. <laughs> uh, so I flew into Colombo, and I was staying at a hotel where I was later going to be speaking at a conference. So I had all the, the flash stuff with me, I had the suit, the suit jacket, the shirt, the tie. And I was like, I don't want to carry this on my week-long trip. Around the place. It's just going to get crushed. It's going to get smashed up. So, since I was coming back to the same hotel, I was like, aha, uh-huh, a cunning plan. And so, I had my suit get its kind of biannual clean while I was traveling around. I just left the suit with them, got them to clean it. They looked after it. And I popped back in after a week and picked it up in the evening and put it on and got up on stage the next morning. So,
0: yeah, it's brilliant yeah. because, you know, the way we travel, we don't really carry a suit carrier <laughs> and so it was quite crumpled by the time you arrived wasn't it
1: yeah yeah so it was just the the perfect little uh chance to use those facilities but yeah i remember when we first started traveling we we're staying in a hotel somewhere like oh great we'll get our clothes washed And we bundled everything up into a bag and handed it over. And it was, you know, going to be like (laughs) $20,000. I was like, no, just put it in a washing machine. Yeah. Don't need to dry clean my socks.
0: So that's where you really have to be aware of prices. It's always worth asking how much something's going to cost before handing it over. Of course, if you're staying in a hostel, many hostels also have clothes washing facilities. Once again, check the booking information just to make sure that it is available and to work out how the system works. You might have to buy tokens at reception. You might have to buy soap. Uh, just, Just be prepared. But definitely, washing your clothes in a hostel can be a great solution as well because they tend to be reasonably inexpensive and quite convenient. They quite often have places to hang out your clothes, to dry or a dryer. So, yeah, I find hostels quite a good way to wash clothes as well.
1: You know, here's an interesting cultural difference I've found. In New Zealand, I think in Australia as well, You only use a clothes dryer if you absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. It's like... Depths of winter. Yeah, yeah. It's, It's a big dramatic decision. Like, am I going to use the dryer? Because it's very, very, very much preferred to hang clothes out and let them air dry outside. And I've noticed that many of my American friends are the exact opposite. They're like, oh, we have to air dry it? It's like it's quite unusual, and and having the feeling of clothes that have come out of the dryer is like a special thing for them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, mind blown. Yeah, it's just mind a completely different blown. thing.
0: Okay, well, let's get on to the last point, which is hand washing. Sometimes you will have to hand wash your clothes. That might just be a pair of undies because you didn't plan well enough to find a laundromat or you planned to find a laundromat and it was closed. That's happened to us farm too many times. So you just need to wash some socks and undies just to get you through to the next day.
1: Yeah, and other times you might want to wash absolutely everything because you've got a lazy day and there's nothing better to do.
0: When we were living in Malta, we basically just hand-washed our clothes all the time because we found that the the local laundromat was just too
1: expensive. So,
0: yeah, that was annoying, but we just made it part of our routine, didn't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was just something you did. You have a shower in the evening and wash some clothes. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is easier with lightweight fabrics and that goes back to what we were talking about way back at the beginning in planning your travel wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Carry light things that uh, have a little bit of resilience to them, but are light.
0: Yes, because that means they'll be easy to wash, they'll be easy to fit in the sink to begin with, and then they'll be easier to dry as well. Uh, we prefer to use hard soap over powder, so we travel with soap rather than body washing liquid. And so we just use that same soap for when we're washing our clothes. We like to have those little soap bars that you can get in hotels. So if you're staying in a hotel, just, you know, keep a couple with you.
1: If you're going to be doing a lot of hand washing, then your life will become so much easier if you take a plug with you. Mm -hmm. And for ages, was before we started traveling, we were looking at like packing lists and all the stuff you could buy, like a universal plug. Who wants a Plug to carry around with them. And what I realized is this is exactly what it's for. Mm -hmm. And so you can plug up a hotel or a hostel sink, you know, get some water in it and hand wash stuff. So if you're going to be doing a lot, if you're going to be traveling for a year or two and you're planning on hand washing, then bring a plug.
0: I'm surprised at how many sinks don't have plugs. I mean, most of the modern hotels we've been staying in recently have those automatic plugs that, you know, you just kind of jerk around and it, it works. But heaps and heaps of hostels, other hotels, lots of places, they just take the plug away so you can't stop up the sink.
1: If you're going to be doing hand washing, then it's much, much nicer to do a small amount regularly rather than waiting on having a whole bag full of stuff to do because it's not that much fun. Mm -hmm. So do a little bit all the time, five or ten minutes, a couple of items, get them up, get them drying somewhere, you're fine.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you're going to be arriving somewhere in the evening and having a shower, that's a good time. So you're going to be taking your clothes off, wash those clothes, then hang them out to dry. And then hopefully they'll be dry at the end of the next day.
1: You know, you say you're going to be taking your clothes off, but one piece of advice I've read, which I've never got to grips with, but Hey, if it works for you, that's cool is to wear the clothes that you want to wash into the shower. Just step into the shower with them. You can wash the front of your shirt. You can wash the outside of your trousers. And then you can take them off one by one and wash the insides of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it works for some people. It's never worked for me. So take it as you will. Now, please be aware and please be respectful of the other people around you. And some hostels actually have a ban on hand washing clothes. Partly at least because they don't want wet clothes hanging up everywhere and partly because they don't want water splashed all over the place and have to clean it up. So, you know, it's about being respectful to the people around you as always when you're traveling.
0: Yeah, I think you can probably get away with washing one pair of undies in this case. Just make sure that you squeeze it out as well as you can and hang it up somewhere unobtrusive and just don't push your luck because it really isn't very nice. We've found that if we're staying in a dorm room and lots of people have their clothes hanging up, it makes for a really humid atmosphere and it's not very
1: nice. So let's talk about drying. One of the best bits of advice I got for hand washing clothes was all about drying because that's the bit that really takes time and that's the bit that's super essential if you're on a deadline to be able to get something you know, mm-hmm. uh, into your bag again for the next day.
0: So the first thing to do to get rid of as much water as possible is just to twist. Twist your clothes until you've got rid of as much water as as you possibly can. Then the magic part.
1: Yeah, so this is great. If you have a towel that you're not taking with you, so you've been supplied a towel for use by the the hotel or hostel, what you do is you put these uh, kind of wrung out clothes in the towel and then you roll the towel up and twist the towel. And what that's going to do is just... All of that water, theoretically, is going to get absorbed into the dry towel rather than uh, in your clothes. So it just gives you that extra 20% that can help you get over the line. Uh, word of warning, if you've got stuff that's really delicate, like something that's silk or chiffon or something like that, that's not going to do well by the time that you scrunch it up and then wring it out. a towel. Mm -hmm. So it's going to get misshapen if you do that to it. So, you know, common sense applies.
0: Yeah, just be careful. Once again, it's important to make sure you've planned enough time to let things to dry because we've been caught out in the past where we think, okay, we'll wash some clothes and it'll be dry overnight. Not at all, not dry overnight. You quite often need the next day for things to be able to dry. Or if you can wash things in the morning, if it's a sunny day, you'll be... You'll be fine by the end of the day. It's just not very pleasant to have to carry wet things around. So make sure you've thought about when you're going to be doing this washing.
1: You know, we used to carry a washing line around with us, which was two bits of elastic that were kind of twisted together. So you could attach one to a coat hanger and attach the other side to a door handle or something like that. And you'd have this twist of elastic running through the air and you could untwist a little bit and stick a little bit of fabric in there and that would hang the clothes so that was really quite useful eventually it got lost and we didn't replace it we did end up carrying like four or five clothes pegs around with us which was useful for all sorts of things actually Mm -hmm. hanging up wet socks or a pair of undies somewhere it's just really handy
0: yeah we've often had to use those pegs to attach a pair of wet socks to the outside of our bags for example not preferred not the preferred option but it might might be necessary
1: Yeah, I guess bouncing off that, if you've got something that's slightly damp, it's often better to wear it than wear something dry and put that damp Mm -hmm. thing into your bag. And if you've got one thing, like often we are leaving in the morning with a wet towel because, you know, you've had a shower, you've used the towel. Mm -hmm. It's going to be much better if you can isolate that from everything else that you've got. So you've got a couple of options. One is to chuck it in a plastic bag and... Tighten that up so no liquid gets out. That keeps it kind of fermenting over the day. (laughs) And I don't think the goal is to create new forms of life on your summer holiday. (laughs) So depending on what you're doing and the the area you're in, it can be better just to hang that on the outside of your bag, especially if you've got like a, a mesh or something like that where you can stuff things on the outside of your backpack. Can be better just to squeeze out as much liquid as you can and put it on the outside.
0: And how many towels have we lost in that way?
1: Oh, quite a few, quite a few. That goes back to that shopping tip that you had <laughs> earlier about you know going and replenishing what you mm. need as you as you go. We
0: have we have bought so many travel towels. We don't even use them that often anymore because we're quite often staying in hotels and places that provide towels but I do highly recommend always take a travel towel with you because you never know when you're going to need it.
1: Oh, yeah. Those emergency trips down to the the swimming hole or down to the beach. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Now, one last tip for drying things. Sometimes hotels or hostels have um, like a boiler room or a room that's warmer than the rest of the hotel. Ask if you can use that. Alternatively, there might be heaters that you can arrange your clothes near. Do not do this if it's an open flame. If it's one of those heaters, the English-style radiators, you should be fine to put them on top. But uh, be careful with this, please. Do not
1: start a fire. Yes, yes, Linda. Do not start fire. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Cool. I think that's us. If you've got any ideas on how we could improve, some tips to share, some uh, some knowledge to impart, come and find us at dot Facebook.com slash IndieTravel, or Instagram.com slash IndieTravel.
0: That's us for this week. Until next time, travel well.